Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Orchard Park Library's In Good Health podcast. As always, I'm joined with the one and only Sharon. <laughs> Hello, Sharon. Hello. I love this. I love this. One and only. <laughs> That's right. One and only. Um, Sharon, so real quick, we're just getting off of having our first um, meeting back in-house, and I just want to say to all of you who are listening right now, and uh, those of you who are looking to get back into it, it was a breath of fresh air to be amongst you guys again. It was um, wonderful. It was great. So I just want to say thank you, and again, thank you, Sharon, for being there, because we couldn't do it without you. Thank uh, you, Tim. We have a great group of people, and I couldn't be happier. I so, was very excited, and I can't wait for the next that's one. That's right, yeah. Um, so this week, uh, we are going to be talking about ways to reduce stress, to sleep well, and breathe deeper for our health. Because uh, sharing things are a little stressful out there. Just and a little. Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> and we have, we've covered this in a few of um, our previous podcast episodes, but I also feel... I mean, going back to our meeting that we had the other night, I feel like we really struck a chord with people when we were talking um, in-house with people in regards to how stressful it's been over the last year. So I think it's good to reflect back on some of those key features and why it is so important to... I mean, this, this these three topics, right? Reducing stress, sleeping well, and breathing my goodness, remembering to breathe, it's very important, right? right? Well, people are, sh- a lot of us are, I am included in this, are shallow breathers. So sometimes, Me too. you know, yeah. just because we breathe doesn't mean we're breathing correctly. That's right. Exactly, Sharon. Yeah. Now, have you felt more stressed than usual lately, you guys out there? Are you having trouble sleeping, concentrating, or even relaxing? Do you feel stuck? overwhelmed, scattered. Goodness gracious, I know there are days when I feel all of these things, right? I was going to say all of these things. <laughs> you know what I really wish? Yeah. I wish we would have had a meter that we could have read yeah, our stress right. levels before and oh, after man. last March because yeah. it would have been off the charts. Oh my goodness. So get this. The Harvard Medical School recently conducted a study that found that... of adults were more stressed than they had been since, are you ready for this one? Since January of 2021. Wow. That's nuts. So that's, I mean, that's, that's a, you know, (laughs) two months ago and people are more stressed now than they were, you know, maybe like since the summer. And that to me. That's because, you know why? We mm. got used to being normal in the mode we were in. Now we're an, in an uncharted territory yeah. again because again. we've got the vaccines. We've got life trying to go back to somewhat of normalcy of right. you know, some kids are returning to school. So now our stress level is re- is peaking again. Yeah, yeah. And um, studies indicate that people are more worried about their health and the health of their loved ones. They're more worried about their financial concerns and they're dealing with just boredom with a capital B (laughs) during this ongoing period of isolation. 
So guys out there, does that sound familiar to anybody? Because uh, I know it hits a chord with a lot of my friends and a lot of my family. You are not alone out there. Um, no one is alone in this. That's right. We are all in this thing together, right? But uh, in general, we are all, like you said, Sharon, experiencing stress. When, whether it's in our relationships, whether it's our jobs, or even just generally creating the lives that we, we love, right? But yes. this is the thing that maybe is what we should be focusing on, is that stress is a part of life, right? But we can't, but we can learn to read our stressful indicators and learn to grow and make new positive and healthy choices. So by learning from our stress, we find ways to recover our you know, unique equilibrium. And we become more comfortable with our own sense of uncertainty, right? Right. That being said, prolonged stress can suppress our immune system. And we talked a lot, you know, last week about the importance of our immune system, especially now. And that can lead to, uh, a suppressed immune system can lead to, you know, multiple diseases, can lead to anxiety, and it can lead to depression. So based on the National Institute of Health and the Harvard Medical School, it's been recommended to try diaphragmic breathing. Okay, now this goes to what you were talking about earlier, Sharon, because I, like you, you know, I will find myself breathing heavily, um, you know, exasperated sometimes. And it's not that I might be, you know, panicked per se. It's just I'm trying to get through the day, you know, I'm, I'm just moving fast. I'm not being aware of, of and being conscious of how my breath can be inducing more stress on top of the stress that's just around me from my day-to-day life, you know? Very true. So the type, this type of, of breathing that we're talking about, this kind of meditative breathing, it's, it's consciously trying to be more relaxed. It's trying to make you more conscious. And it is. It's a form of, of meditation that helps you calm down, and it also increases your oxygen intake. And it even if you, you're still in a stressful episode, having the lung capacity with enough oxygen in your body helps you to remember the physiological state of relaxation. I think that's pretty cool that Mm -hmm. even if we just, you know, we could be having a really rough go at it, but even if we just physiologically remind our bodies, the state that we can be in when we are relaxed and less stressed, that your body can actually reboot itself and, and tell itself, oh yeah, this is, you know, this too shall pass, right? So with that being said, I have like a few bullet points of some, you know, while you're home, some practice steps for deep breathing. Number one is you want to sit in a comfortable seated position. Um, you know, you can, I mean, sometimes I even just like to lay on my bed and just make sure that my, my limbs, my joints, my muscles are relaxed um, but you want to make sure that you're in a position where you're not going to fall asleep. So just keep that in mind too. Um, 
you want to start by just breathing normally, right? Just kind of be aware of where your breath's at when you start the exercise. Um, relax your muscles. Relax the muscles in your face. And here's a big one for me, uh, but relaxing your jaw. Because um, I will, there's so much tension that I keep in my jawline. And once I release that, it's, it feels like a world of difference to just let that go. So try that. Closing my eyes helps too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Especially Sharon, when we're staring at computer screens all day, whether or not you have those blue light glasses, your eyes can, I mean, that's a lot to take in for your, your eyes. So like you said, just being able to close your eyes and letting your eyes reset, that's important too. Um, but like, like we're saying, invite your body to, to relax, except for the muscles that you're going to need to, you know, to sit up in a, in a decent posture. Then you're going to want to place your one hand gently on your belly and you want to breathe in fully and then exhale slowly. You want to repeat that cycle twice just to slow down more and more each time. And whilst doing so, you know, maybe counting to three, seeing how much your lungs can fill up with oxygen and then, you know, releasing all of that out, kind of like a wave, right? wave comes in the wave comes out and then eventually you'll return to a normal um a normal state of breathing where you're not you don't have to force so much oxygen or let out all the oxygen just a normal breathing pattern and then just take note of how you feel afterwards and i guarantee you you'll probably feel more relaxed than when you started so uh, with that being said, another big thing that now this is something that if I were to get a report card, Sharon, I probably wouldn't do so well in. And this is sleep. And sleep is so important when it comes to our health. It's more important than people realize. Yeah. I mean, we take it for granted. We When we try to do so much in one day, we try, usually we borrow the sleep time. That's yeah. where we cut time. And that's the worst possible thing we could do for our bodies right so here's some so when it comes to sleeping we have some some notes on this too 60 percent of americans have trouble sleeping through the whole night uh i'm raising my hand right now because that's (laughs) definitely me uh the amount of people who went from having maybe a dependence on starbucks also me Uh, has given way to people who are now on various types of prescription stimulants just so that they can stay awake and alert longer throughout the day. So it was once, you know, having, uh, you know, a latte or two or three, you know, during the day has now turned into, you know, much more dramatic forms of, of medication for us to be stimulated. And, uh, you know, for good or for bad, you know, for your, your performance or, or whatever, you're taking that with you when you go to bed at night. And, you know, I know for me, and I, I will fess up to it that, you know, the amount of caffeine that I intake throughout the day is not great. Um, and I'm one of these people, when I look at these, these studies, who only get like, say, five hours of sleep, and then they're groggy and, you know, have a hard time getting through the day without, you know, multiple cups of coffee. And then you wonder why you can't fall asleep or it, at the very least stay asleep for the whole night. 
Well, they say caffeine, that you shouldn't have any caffeine within six hours of your bedtime. Exactly. Or a good rule is to say even right. after 2 o'clock in the afternoon right. because it will definitely have an effect on your sleep. That's right. Yep. So we need about eight hours of sleep a night. Uh, light and dark signals trigger hormonal and neurochemical reactions that help us fall asleep. And that, that in itself helps us stay healthy. And sleeping helps us repair our DNA at a molecular level. It, sleeping commits new information to memory. It builds tissue and muscle. And it helps regulate our mood and weight chemicals. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say it, detox, it helps us detoxify and right. reset. Right. So severe sleep deprivation has been linked to hypertension, to increase in stress hormones, irregular heartbeat patterns, and it can even weaken our, here's our, our favorite system, <laughs> our immune system. It if causes you, us to seek out glucose too. Yes, because if we're sleep right. deprived, um, yeah. we're going to seek more glucose and then we're going to be eating foods that are going to also break down our immune system. Yeah. So if you're someone, again, like me, who only sleeps about five hours a night and needs five <laughs> lattes throughout the day to function, your body is trying to tell you something. So I'm going to do this along with everybody else. I'm going to start using my bed just for sleeping. I'm not going to pull up my laptop. I'm not going to, you know, use my iPad as a television screen. And I'm not going to use my bed as a workspace. Okay? This is just... That's an absolute rule that everyone yeah. should follow. Right, yeah. <laughs> Using your bed, knowing, you know, in your head that your bed is a place for sleep helps tremendously, you know? You want to create a dark place when it comes to sleeping, right? Too much light is just going to stimulate your brain. And uh, that's why we sleep at night, right? So, you know, if you have, you know, various things that you keep on throughout the night and that's keeping you up or waking you up, you know, you might want to try and, you know, look into making it a little bit darker. That just helps you sleep better. And don't bring your phone in your bedroom. And don't bring your phone in your bedroom. I know, I know. I mean, we could do a whole thing just on our phones. We did do a little bit on, on a digital detox and we did cover about how dependent we are on our phones. And I know, I know it's inescapable. My God, I'm recording this podcast on my phone right now. You know, like it's, it's hard to avoid, but when it comes to sleep, you know, you're not using it when you're sleeping. So you really can try and, you know, make that at least that is a conscious effort. Right. And if we turn, if we do wake up during the night and we'd be too tempted to reach for the phone, you know, see what time it is. And mm. then that might lead to something else. And then we created the light in the room. I mean, it's kind of a domino effect. So it's better if it just doesn't come in the room at all. Right. When you're not sleeping, try to soak up as much sun as you can. Uh, not only will this give you a healthy dose of vitamin D, which is very, very important right now. Um, but when you're out moving and you're getting enough oxygen and enough sun, it actually works your body enough that you get tired. <laughs> and so by the time it's, you know, you're ready for bed, your body has worked itself up enough that it's not restless. It's not angsty. It doesn't have built up energy. Um, it can rest easier um, just by being exposed to the sun for a decent amount of time throughout the day. 
And when you're outside, if you're getting even just, they say, 10 minutes of exercise, right, right, then that's also going to help you be able to fall asleep at night. Heck yeah. And a big one, you don't want to eat right before you go to bed. Oh, that's a huge one. Yeah, yeah. Experiencing, you know, bouts of reflux, I mean, nightmares it can cause, sluggishness in the morning because your body is still digesting the stuff that you left in there from the night before. Uh, you bring that into the morning with you. Uh, not to mention weight gain, right? Which, you know, nobody really wants that. So uh, just keep that in mind, right? You want to give yourself at least a two-hour window um, after you eat something before you climb into bed. That just gives your digestive system a, a chance to catch up with itself um, and rest with you as you go to bed, right? And if you're looking for certain foods that have melatonin, which we know is good for sleep, oh, yes. um, you could incorporate that into your diet even in your last meal. Um, asparagus are a good one. Um, broccoli is another one. Walnuts, flaxseed, tart cherries. There's quite a few different foods that can give us some supply of natural melatonin. That's a great point. Melatonin is a, a great thing to bring up for, for sleeping, yeah. And something that I, I like to take before I go to bed as well, melatonin. Very important. Or magnesium. Or magnesium. Yeah, I do take, yeah, I take a magnesium supplement in the morning too. Um, and then finally, um, using stress reduction, you know, and having a decent meditation technique is just good for your, your cognitive, um, you know, capabilities. And in, you know, ipso facto, it reduces your stress, right? So things like compassion, being mindful and being intentional of trying to reduce the amount of stress in your life, all of these have calming effects on your mind and your body. So if when you're going to, if, if you're not doing a breathing technique, if you're not trying to, you know, um, be conscious about your sleeping exercises, if you're trying to start a meditation uh, technique, Try to think of your thoughts as, as, um, as if you were detached from your thoughts. Separate the entities from yourself as if they were clouds in the sky that are passing over, right? Because you are not your thoughts in your moment of meditation. Um, and as a very famous, um, you know, yogi, master, meditation expert Ramana Maharishi once said, we should all try to practice um, to dwell in the self. And uh, I think we'll leave it on that to uh, <laughs> drop a, a, a deep place. bomb, right? Mm -hmm. yes. And we can all try that, to dwell in our own selves. Uh, it's, there's never been a better time to do that, right? So, um, And a little exercise to think about to carry away is when we are having those negative thoughts, immediately think feel how your body feels do you feel tight mm, you know yeah. your face tightening your body tightening and if so turn it into a positive thought try to let go of that anger or that um, frustration right. and you'll notice a change in your body mm -hmm. it'll be doing something positive mm -hmm. yes so thank you sharon as always you're the best you. and you guys are the best so take care sleep well <laughs> we'll see you guys next time <laughs> okay bye-bye okay bye-bye